When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, weary traveler. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Azelos, and we are back for another episode 174 with my co-host, the one, the only, Arkaneer Silvershield himself. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Ready to smack some Altmer heads in. So... That's always good, you know. Well, How as you, you can doing? see, I've joined the ranks of the Altmer because my glorious beard has been shaven. Yeah. I, but if, if it's it's for a good cause. It's for a better beard. It is. If it's that, for a better beard, yeah. that's an acceptable shave. Yeah. It, I'm doing the same thing I did the last time with a little bit of a mixture of the growing oil and the, uh, uh, the Rogaine for the beard. And that worked actually really well the last time filled in like over here there was a bald spot and it started actually filling in a little bit so i'm going to do the same thing again um so every once in a while i just kind of shave but you know just like that one episode of uh or not the episode the show robin hood men in tights i feel like i need a fake beard (laughs) trying to talk my wife into buying me one of the uh the little knit ones I seen, they were doing crochet beards that were like for hats and stuff. They were pretty awesome. I wanted one. She wouldn't get it for me. It sucked. Anyway, we've got a fun show planned for you today. This week, we have a little bit of news. Not a whole lot. A couple, couple things, two of which are fairly important. And then going into the spoiler episode for Somerset. Like we were talking about on our last episode, we ran out of time. We're literally just going to jump right into that, and that's what we're going to be doing. So we'll be talking about all the stuff from Somerset. So if you have not completed Somerset yet, I recommend just turning this podcast off, saving it (laughs) until you finish, and then go back and listen to it afterwards because, hey, it's us, so you should do it anyway. Anyway. Uh, before we get going, we got to give a special shout out to our patron subs. We have a new one, Fallen99 and Scribble MMO for our new patrons over at patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network. Thank you so much for that. And of course, I do want to say something else for Scribble. Scribble's been a part of our community for oh, quite a while now, actually. Uh, and he does a couple interesting things. Uh, one of them, they're working on a, an EQ2 revival type emulator project. Or uh, no, what was it? It was EQ1 in the EQ2 engine. That's what it was. Um, I don't remember all of that yet. So I think it's eqemulator.com, but I might be wrong. Um, that's really cool. But he also does another show called Pantheon Radio. And it's a podcast for Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, another indie MMO that... Uh, we don't really cover on DCN, but you know we do have quite a few people who actually backed it and whatnot, so that's that's really cool. Uh, and of course, our newest Twitch sub, Samuel Sun. Uh, thank you so much for that. 
It's amazing. Thank you. I need a drink, so that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> this show brought to you by Mountain Dew Kickstart. Just kidding, but I do drink a lot of them. They should sponsor us. Just due to the sheer number of them that I drink. Uh, And also, we had a new five-star iTunes review from Eternal Pantheon. Uh, Amazing show. Keep it up. That's awesome. I know short and sweet, but definitely to the point. Um, Yeah. Make sure if you are interested in supporting the show and you can't afford to do so monetarily, you can do so by leaving us a five-star iTunes review or subscribing to our YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. And, of course, following us right here on twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network as well. That's awesome. All right, Ark. Let's go ahead and jump right on into the news. There wasn't a whole lot. Right. There isn't, yeah. Um, Friday, there was the ESO Live. They were talking about combat and gameplay changes in... um, uh, with the Wolf Hunter DLC, which I didn't watch because I no longer watch ESO Live. It just, the time-wise, it doesn't fit for me. But if you're interested, you can always go back and watch it on the on Bethesda Twitch mm-hmm. or probably Bethesda YouTube as well. I guess they upload them to YouTube too. I think Although that do. I am not entirely sure of. But yeah, I would I would assume they do. So you can go ahead and watch it back. Now the main part of the news is, let me bring up the notes. The Mid-Year Mayhem PvP event returns for this year uh, on July 26, Thursday, so that's the that's two days from now, or rather three, four days from now. Yeah, right, Thursday. Yeah, so Thursday. Four days from now. Um, it involves double experience point, double Telvars, um, lots of rewards. Do you want me to go through these or... Just, you know, just the highlights more than enough. We've done it before. It's a PvP event that I know I'm a Mm. big fan of. It pretty much makes uh, Imperial City hopping. Like, there's tons of people. Yeah. (laughs) And also, some of the rewards, one thing I will mention that is big for anybody. If you are a style collector, the reward boxes you get have chances of dropping the Akaviri motif. And as we know... Those are not cheap. The smallest ones are 100,000 AP with the biggest ones being half a million So per page. So if you don't PvP a lot, this may be a really good chance for you to actually get that set if you don't want to spend all the money to get it. Yep. So basically you'll be getting uh, double alliance points in Alliance War, Imperial City, and Battlegrounds as well as more experience gains for PvP player kills. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it, it looks like. Yeah. I mean, there are, of course, a lot of achievements and whatnot as well. That it, you if you do get the, the achievements, of. you do get the um, the title Star Made Knight. And mm-hmm. just, just as a little bit of a reference, this entire event is actually in relation from Allure-wise to Pelinel Whitestrike, uh, the commander of Alessia's mm. armies. Yeah, that's why it's the Star Made oh, Night. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's a festival oh. surrounding him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So one thing I'm not seeing here is that do we get double Talvar stones as well? Yes. That I. I think I mean, that that's. I part don't of it. see it. The only mention of Talvar stones is that you get Talvar stones from the boxes that you get as rewards, the boon boxes. Mm-hmm. I'm so, almost like, positive you get them. 
double. I feel the same as well. So if you do get them, this is a good chance to stock up on Talvar stones to get those storage uh, containers for your house. And because if... they are 100k to 200k, if I remember correctly. Yep, that's Talvar correct. stones, and this event is a good way to save up on Talvars to get yourself a container. It's actually also a good way that if you're after those uh, those motif paint, not the motif, the polymorphs getting those as well because they're 200 they're a quarter mm -hmm. million telvar stones per and there's three of them so yeah something to check in so basically overall a good idea to just save up on anything pvp related stuff and yeah get them yeah absolutely and of course i think uh y you missed the most important event that's coming out on monday monday what it's my birthday arc <laughs> Is it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm oh. just kidding. But it is my birthday on Monday, so <laughs> I'm excited for that. Oh, and I do have to give. Are a... you going to be at? Are you going to be at home with your family, or because I remember one time they weren't at home. No, they are. They are at so, home for my birthday. They are? Yes. Okay. So, okay. yes. So no in-game party. Yeah, <laughs> no in-game party. Yeah, because oh, I will. Okay. I will be out <laughs> and about. Um, probably. Oh, I mean, I'll probably be online in the evening, but. Yeah. Um, no, no. And I got to give a shout out to, I got, I received my first crown store gift. Yeah. Um, I actually just put new brakes on my car. So I wasn't, I, I really wanted the house of reveries mask. Cause I think they're really cool. In fact, if you're looking on the stream right now, I have one on, um, see, yeah, I think it looks, it looks really neat on my character. Cause it kind of gives me this, um, kind of like, I don't know a grim dark reap uh, um, grim dark Templar like I have the mask going for judgment so you can't see who I am I love it I wanted it I wasn't gonna buy it because I have a few crowns left but we have a uh, a guild giveaway to do at the end of the month for people who show up to events and stuff um, so I'm like I'm gonna save it and I'm just I'm gonna miss it you know um, but uh, Bree. Brienne actually, Breland bought it for me, so she sent it to me because I was. She asked like, "Did you get it?" Because I noticed she wanted. It. I'm like, <laughs> I told her, "Nah, I'm just gonna skip it because I've spent enough money." And while it'd be cool, I'm sure it'll come around again. And she's like, "Nope." And she sent me a screenshot. She sent it to me, so now I got my first crown store gift. So thank you so much for that, Bree. I really do appreciate it. Um, I don't even know if you listen to the show, but if you do, you're awesome. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was Is cool. she not from, from DCN? She's in DCN. Yes. Yeah. Um, but specifically she's part of the ashes of creation community. Who ah, okay. I kind of yeah. got her into, um, ESL cause you know, while you're waiting for that game to come out, she's like, I'm bored. I'm not playing anything. I'm like, you should join me in ESL. And I got her and, uh, um, her partner addicted to ESL, like, seriously addicted they play like eight times more than i do like they farmed out like a thousand champion points already like it's insane <laughs> like they're I've hardcore been playing for four years and i still don't have maximum champion points oh yeah no no they they're they're moving along they're uh they're fun to pvp with as well so um we're we're probably gonna do something together for the mid-year mayhem event mm -hmm. because i'm like we the the three of us need to get together we got to do battlegrounds we'll pull in a fourth because we were doing them just the other night like two weeks ago or something like that and we were rolling people it was fantastic <laughs> 
So we had a lot of fun working on that. So we're probably going to do something similar for the new event going forward. So I'm going to ask you to craft me some stuff on NA. Yeah. Like replicate my replicate my battlegrounds build. So I, I might can... be able to join you guys as well if the time is right. Awesome. Yeah. No. Just let me know what you need, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. gonna do that. I hear my little son coming downstairs. He's, he's, sounds like he's making his way. I, I tried to get him today. I said, he, he's actually speaking a lot more, like a lot more. Oh. And it's fantastic. I said, man, he almost speaks better than me. All I need to do is teach him two main <laughs> phrases. One, elves are bad. And two, lockboxes are bad. If he could say either of those, he's a permanent host. Is my little man over there? Go away. Oh, he said, go away, mom. I don't need you. Aw. <laughs> He's so independent. Little man, are you coming over here to say hello? Yeah. Come on over. Huh? He's three. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Twitch isn't going to ban me for showing a shirtless kid who's like three. Say hello. <laughs> here, I'm going to put this in your ear. Yeah, we're on our show right now. Oh, oh. We're having <laughs> issues, aren't we? Issues. Issues. Can you say elves are bad? Elves are bad. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hold on. Here, speak into the mic. Say elves are bad. No elves are bad? He did. He. I don't know. Did you hear him? He went, elves bad. Can you say elves are bad? Can you say lockboxes are bad? Can you say I love mom? <laughs> he doesn't okay, no. want to. Do you love daddy? Oh, he's watching the game. Oh, he's watching the game. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Oh, I got to move closer. All right. So this is my other little co-host. He's almost there. He's about ready to be a full-time co-host. He just has to learn those two phrases yet, and then he's pretty much set to go. What is he doing, Giggle? all right well oh unpazzed in in chat goes no daddy elves are my best friend that no Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) we're putting a stop to that that Mm -mm. that that would break edgelos it's it it would i would literally (laughs) break down in tears on stream it would be awful um it would be absolutely awful can you say elves are bad (laughs) I could, oh, I say elves are bad all the time. <laughs> yeah, elves are bad. Yeah, they're bad. Bad elves. You're a good Ezra, though, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we can go ahead and move right on into, I guess, the main thing, which is, oh, are you, are you leaving me now? Okay. You're going to go play with the tractor mower? Okay. Oh, go ahead. Mow the grass while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> He's like, go play tractor mower? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. It's time to talk about the storyline for Somerset. Um, so, obviously, if you have not done this already, please skip this episode or save it till you're done and then come back and then we can have a little bit of a discussion. So... Ark. Overall, yeah. Somerset. Absolutely amazing, right? It was. Yeah. It was. Well, I, I, 
I really had very low expectations from Somerset Story because I was expecting it to be all about elves, you know, just elves, yeah. all about high elves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The story proved me wrong. I mean, there was like, the hero of the entire thing, that orc who just punches oh. the elf in the face. That was, <laughs> I would buy Somerset again just for that. Like, if that's yeah. all the only quest they offered me in Somerset, it would have been worth it. <laughs> just to see the orc punch an elf right in the face. <laughs> oh man so um Razum Dar he was pretty much the main star of this like you get the first quest the Queen's Decree which pretty much takes you into Somerset um I know mm-hmm. when I first started you you talk to him and you're supposed to add the Shimmerine but why in creation would they park you at the Alinor docks when there's a Shimmerine dock like I don't get why that Wait. would be you started at the Alinor Ducks. Yeah, I did. I think I started at Shimmerine, just right there. Really? If I remember correctly, I st- yeah, I think I started at Shimmerine. How did you end up in Alinor Ducks? I have no idea. I went to the boat, I talked to the boat person, and they, they took me... Like, because literally, I'm pulling it up here on the stream, I started right here at um, the Alinor Docks. This is where they parked me. They did not park me in Shimmerine. I, I remember very specifically that I started at Shimmerine and started the quest with Razumdar right away. Mm-mm. And, you know, he has you talk with three different person and everything. I even I, I even remember mistaking that temple for the palace. Really? And apparently it was just a temple. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I started at Shimmerine. Maybe it's about where you, uh, like, hopped on the boat from. Well, I Maybe did that's... it from... From Mornhold. Mornhold. Yeah. So from Deshaun. De- Deshaun. That's a very ugly way to go if you think about it. Oh well. Oh yeah. I think I talked <laughs> about that before, yeah, yeah. where it's I like, remember. yeah, they 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 don't even put you on the dock that makes sense. They 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 put you on the dock <laughs> that's like guarded by three land bridges. I'm like, so I went three feet down the river. And then I had to get out of my boat and carry my boat to the next part of the stream, like twice. Like, <laughs> I I don't get I don't get exactly why that is, but yeah. Um, ooh, I got Divine's Hulking Draugr. I'm gonna lock those up. Nice. So yeah, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I ended up in Alnor as well, but well, see, I, I didn't fa- even. I'm fairly certain I started in Shimmerine. Where did you chat? Why, where did you start? Yeah, I'm actually... Really... When you first went to Somerset Isles, did you start at Shimmerine or did you start at Alinor? Right. Now, the, I know as soon as we got that, we move on to the Pearl of Great Price quest. Um, it it kind of introduces with this one the... the you, you talk to... What is his name? Ikesis, right, Master Ikesis, which is from the Sigic Order, because you get you are introduced to the Sigic Order lady <laughs> earlier than that, and you find that the Abyssal Pearl, I think that's what you originally find. Um, mm. Do you remember that part? Like that, Wait, the, which one? The Abyssal Pearl. Like, this is something that kind of confuses me overall. Like, the Abyssal Pearl, like, where in the world did that come from? 
like from a lore perspective, I don't under I know what they're using. They're using these pearls, and it summons these these fish monsters essentially. Mm-hmm. But they don't really have a tie to the Daedric Prince. They have a tie to the Slodes. But I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know what they. The, are. I mean the the events in Somerset are pretty much tied between the Daedric Princes and the Slodes. Yeah. Well, the Slodes. Like they they are basically kind of trying to use each other right because we're introduced to the court of bedlam which is this Mm -hmm. trifacta uh triumvirate of the three daedric princes menfala Mm -hmm. um nocturnal and clavicus vile of which you kind of knew some of it um because you're introduced to clavicus vile in somerset or not Somerset in um, Clock, Clockwork City, actually. Wait, was Clockwork or Moravent? I, Clockwork didn't City, we... because he's the one who breaks into that whole section. Remember, and you have to chase yeah. him down. I kind of remember Clavicus while getting mentioned in Moravent as well, but I might be wrong. Moravent is like way too ago, like over a year ago. So, right, I might be wrong. Yeah, because I I know when you first get to. To Somerset, the very first quest after you talk to Razum Dar, it's a lot of mm-hmm. there's some weird stuff going on because people are going missing, right? Like that because that's yep. kind of what leads us into this whole section is all these people are going missing, and that's when you find out about the the Court of Bedlam. Well, a little bit. You don't really find out about the Court of Bedlam yet. You just kind of see traces mm-hmm. of what's going on, um, and I'm looking over at my notes. Um, and that's where you're also introduced to the slowed. You're seeing these people are being taken, being sacrificed. But and I'm getting feedback as well. I can hear my voice again, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there is nothing around that should give you your voice back. Interesting. Unless, unless we need a young on. priest and an old priest. <laughs> One second. Mm-hmm. So that's B2. Well, we're going to check out our audio issues here. But so, yeah, we inter- you, you're talking about Somerset. You're getting to see a little bit of, of um, the slowed, which is it was really neat in my eyes because the slowed are something that we've heard about from the books. Um, but you actually don't get to see slowed that often. The, and these are also sea slowed. Apparently there are multiple different kinds of slowed. Um, I don't know if that was lore from before or if it was retconned in later to say it's something different. Um, cause I honestly don't think we've ever seen a slowed in the main series. I know you see like slowed soap in Morrowind, uh, cause it's, that's something they use. But I don't actually. I mean, honestly, un- until Somerset, I didn't even. I I never even heard of a Slowed. Like the Somerset Isles expansion is the first time I actually heard of Slowed. Right. Um. I again, if you followed the lore a lot or the different races, you knew they existed. You. Mm-hmm. And and that's not necessarily true. You just don't remember. Remember when you're doing the, um, Shadowfen quest and the Cuthringi. Remember the Cthulhu, yep. the silver skin people, how they said they were pretty much wiped out by 
the the Nahatan flu, which was thought to be brought by the slowed. They're mentioned. You don't see them, but they are mentioned. Hmm. I, I probably missed it because I don't know. Like, I didn't know what they were. And even if they mentioned it, I was probably like, slows? What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those. Also, do you still hear yourself? I do. Yeah, I do. That's strange because the way I see it, like, um, my microphone isn't picking up anything. So I don't know, but chat, do you hear Agilos twice as well? I wonder if like, if it's a feedback in like your own setup, maybe. Maybe. Something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, let us know if you can hear me or not. I mean, I might be able to edit some of that out in post because it's fairly faint, but we'll see how it goes. I, I can always go back to like default how we did it. Actually, let me do that, see if that fixes anything, maybe. Okay. I'm killing a boss here. I've actually been farming this dungeon for weeks now, trying to get all the pieces of uh, of uh, hulking Draugr that I need for my PvP set. Um, oh, you're going to use that. Yeah. Now, see, now you got really quiet, though, Ark. Uh, how about now? Still pretty quiet. It kind of sounds like your mic switched or something. I don't know. That is strange. I don't know. Okay, no, I but, think you're back to somewhat normal at that level. Okay, can you still hear yourself, though? I cannot. That is so strange. We're, we're going to have to do some audio testing after <laughs> this, try to get that working. Because um, I know you, you definitely had some nicer audio. But again, I can I can mess with the audio. Like, you're clear here. But you're quieter. But I can go and post and do some like post game. Oh, it's up to you. I can I can go back to what I was doing just yeah, before, or that's stay fine. like this. That's fine. I'll catch it okay. with my uh, with my filters. Um, it's easier to apply gain than it is to remove my echo. my voice. Yeah, the <laughs> echo. Um, you can't even really remove it because if I remove it, then your voice is gone too because it's mixed in the waveform. <laughs> but yep. I can minimize it. This is just easier. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we we find the missing people. I remember specifically going into a cave, and when you go into the cave is when you actually see a slowed for the first time. I was so yep. freaking excited when I saw the slowed. Because, again, those are something that I had seen a long time ago. And, um, oh, yeah, just it's so long ago I've heard of the slowed. It's just we've never actually done anything with the slowed. And to see one and the vision they used for it was pretty darn amazing, actually. Um, so after we, after we do that, um, we, of course, find the slowed. We find the Abyssal Pearl, not knowing what in creation it is, and we take it to the Sigic Order. We talked about the Sigic Order a little bit last time, right? Like, yeah. from the questline perspective, they their quest probably would have been good if it was one quest, not ten hidden between the finding the 90 things. It just felt very broke up, very fragmented. Whereas in the story itself, actually was really good. It just... When you drag it over so many different levels, it was kind of like, all right, we're done now, right? Like, that's it? Anyway, um, you go to talk to the right master, the the leader of the Sigic Order. What did you feel about the Sigic Order in this? Like, 
I'm uh, I'm torn in that we were able to join the Zigic Order because I always felt like the Zigic Order was one of these super, you know, like just way yeah. beyond us. Even in Skyrim, when we meet some guy who's part of the Zigic Order, he's like, yeah, no. We're uh, going to take in this Skyrim, from you. They, <laughs> Go ahead. They arrived by stopping the time. Like that's the first appearance they made. They stopped time. And they're like, hey, yeah, I, I just stopped. I'm no big deal. I'm going to take this thing off of uh, off you. Because it's a massive relic, you know, we have to have it, the Sigic Order. We are the protectors of uh, everything arcane and everything, everything like that. Yep. Then an elder goes online. They're like, you see all the random people in there, like Red Guards, Imperials, Bretons, whatever. And everyone you talk, they're like, yeah, pretty much anyone can join Sigic Order if they are competent i mean i understand that if someone is competent they can join sigic order but they make it sound like you know yeah we just randomly gather people from tamriel yeah that's not yeah you are sigic order you disappeared for hundreds of years i was expecting a bit more mysterious vibe from them instead it was like mages guild that are just a little bit more arrogant yep I agree. I I really did feel like that was a misstep. Um, I know they wanted to present a new skill line, but from a lore perspective, mm -hmm. it really did feel like it cheapened the experience where in Skyrim, come on, I was the Dragonborn, right? And the Sigic Order didn't even <laughs> yeah. let me join them. They're like, yeah, no. You can't have this. We're taking this from you. Don't even think about, you know, uh, ever like mm -hmm. grab it so they didn't trust us at all right um but in 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 this one they're like oh yeah no you're our buddy you're like my best friend <laughs> so you know yeah i mean for my character doesn't understand the single magic for example lore wise sure i don't use any magical skills and i'm like i'm just running around with psychic order doing magical stuff as well like opening portals tune uh, like tuning magical crystal. How am I doing those? That's one. I mean, that's a general problem I have with Elder Scrolls Online Quest. All characters understand magic to full right. capacity for whatever reason. Like I, we do Mage's Guild quest line, and suddenly you are able to open portals, tune different crystals together. So I don't know what. I mean, I don't know any magic. How am I doing those? So I've I felt that problem with Sigic Order as well, but just more massively because it's Sigic Order. Right. It shouldn't be this easy to access. Right. What I preferred would be if they just instanced the entire Arteum. Oh, so like, you didn't no, see people running around in it? Yeah, yeah, just us and NPCs. That's it. No other players. Full instanced island. It's small that, enough. That would I be the... would have preferred that yeah. myself. Yeah. Because right now, like even if I even if now I teleport to Arteum, there will be people dueling, running around on horses, dancing naked, which I'm fine with, but like how is that in Sigi Quarter? No, I agree. I, I really agree. I really feel like they cheapened what the Sigic Order was in lore mm -hmm. to allow us to have a new skill line. I mean <sighs> Uh, yeah, and this is this is coming from a lore fiend. I think they did it well. Like, not not saying anything from the coding perspective or anything of that nature. It's all specifically related to the fact that 
it feels very lore breaking that so many people yeah. are able to be CJ. Like from a power perspective, my guy isn't like he's not the dragonborn, you know, like he doesn't have this level of power. My guy is a guy who got his soul stolen, you know, like, so in reality, he's probably even weaker. So why now am I joining the Sigic order when my guy yeah. in Skyrim wasn't even allowed? <laughs> that, kind, that kind of depends on from which perspective the, like, for example, if you're in role playing in Elder Scrolls online, 99.9% of the time, you ignore the entire main story. That never happened to your character. Sure. Like, you are not the vestige if you are role-playing, obviously, because that means you would be OP. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't make sense, and there would be a lot of vestiges. So, in role-playing, you just simply ignore the fact that, like, all those plane mold events and everything like that, they happen to some guy in Tamriel, like, there, there's a vestige, but that's not you. That's somebody else now, entirely. If, if you look at it that way, then yeah. I mean, how how did we end up in Sejic Order? Especially with a character that doesn't understand magic. But if you think about it as a single-player experience, then you are the vestige who used the power of Amulet of Kings to basically smack Molag Ball in the face. Right. Uh, right. So when you look at it that way... Kind of makes sense that okay, I mean, you could be powerful enough to be in Sigic Order because you basically beat a Daedric Prince. Uh, but that would only work for me again if the island was instanced, so that only I would be there. Now there is like five thousand people there; right. they all can't be vestiges. So who are they, and how they ended up in Arteum, this magically disappeared island? I see what you're saying. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I'm. <laughs> I, I don't know how in creation that they are the way that they are. To be honest, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that that was a a little bit of a contentious area for me, just because I'm sitting there going, this doesn't make any sense in yeah. terms of why the Sigic Order's here, why at all I should care about this, and why they should even let me in. So that was yeah. a little bit of an issue. So we're going to move on from, oh, oh, and that they also introduced the idea of the, the abyssal pearls, which I talked about before. They're neat in concept. I just don't know where they fit in lore. Like, I didn't know that the slowed had this power. Um, I know they kind of used it to co-op the new uh, abyssal uh, geysers, which are essentially yeah. just dark anchors. Which are cool. I enjoyed Dark Anchors. I wish they would have came back because I thought they were a very neat thing. But I got it from lore. You can't just have them everywhere, right? Because technically this doesn't exist anywhere else. That time period is already gone by the time Somerset happens. Like I know you can do anything in any order, but they specifically designed the game around a very specific layout, right? Like, yeah. If you're playing the game there's a chronolo chronological order to things characters specifically don't even show up in certain in certain areas or they'll show up and have no reason to be there but they'll talk to you yeah. like you you know them before like uh, a good example of this uh darian gutier which i am going to spoil a little bit now he's the the <laughs> golden knight you actually do see him right um he was a main part of the story for the Daggerfall Covenant 
in the main section. Um, I should say he was a supporting actor. So he, he supported. Nah, he was the main guy. Oh, yeah. He Very was pretty cool. awesome. I'm not going to say <laughs> that. But in reality, he was a supporting actor, kind of like uh, all the smaller the smaller people that you found like in um, the first island that kind of follow you around. He He's one of those. He does kind of follow you around. And then um, he plays a kind of dramatic role in the final quest arc of the, the vestige storyline, the, the cold Harbor storyline, and then kind of disappears. And there's hints, there's even hints of his location throughout uh, Rothgar. I think it was, he gets some hints there, Morrowind as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and we all know, uh, our favorite Dunmer assassin from the more, uh, Morig Tong, um, oh yeah, Vea. Th- not that, not Vea. Not Vea. No. The, I was talking the one who shows up before, but Vea specifically we'll get to. Um, which which one? you? She. I'm, I'm talking about how if you don't do them in chronological order, oh, okay. yeah, appears yeah. not in Somerset, but she appears in Morrowind, yeah. and then she appears in Deshawn. If you've done the Deshawn storyline, she appears in Dark Brotherhood. Like there's a few areas where she I still exists. haven't completed Dark Brotherhood. I really should do that. Yeah, ah. you really should. <laughs> Dark Brotherhood is one of the better stories in the in the entire yeah. game. I'm not gonna lie. It's really, really good. Um We're also I hear my son's not very happy. I hear him. He is he's practicing his tomb again. Yeah, he is practicing. what's wrong, buddy? What's wrong? Why? Well, you got to listen to your mama. Everyone who gets to gets to watch gets to see this as well. You got to listen to your mama. What what does she want you to do? Go upstairs? Oh, well, you want to go outside? Go put some clothes on. I know you're a big strong nord, but you need some clothes on. Go get some clothes on, okay? Oh, don't cry. See now, now he's now he's a little upset. He doesn't like he he's so much of a Nord that he does not like to have clothes on because it's too hot out there. So <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You yeah, you don't like clothes. All right, you can stay here for a minute. Um, moving on, I know we're introduced to the Isle of Ortaim with buried memories because once you get the pearl, um, you're set to Arteum, and then, of course, you're dealing with the Bedlam Court and everything of that nature. Uh, you're introduced to the Tower of, or the College of Sapiarchs and the Crystal Tower, which I thought was really cool to see the Crystal Tower. Mom, play. Mom, play. She, his mom is sitting over there looking at him because she's not real happy with him at the moment. Mom, <laughs> um, Court of Bedlam. How, what did you feel about the Court of Bedlam? Um, I don't know, like, uh, first of all, how did, I wasn't expecting Weya there. That was my biggest surprise about Court of Bedlam. Yes. Because I know that, okay, so in, in, at the end of Morrowind, I guess we can spoil Morrowind. Yep, we, oh, yeah, yeah. So at the end of Morrowind, you are given two options. Naryu asks you, like, should I kill Vea or should I just let her go? Um, and I picked the option to let her go. 
Like, let her go, whatever. I mean, don't oh, have her I blood didn't. on your I... hands. I... See, that's what I'm very curious about. I said kill her, and she actually stabs her. There we go. So, if, if you let her go, Veya goes off to Somerset to start a new life, which I really wasn't expecting in service that to be in service of a Daedric Prince, but whatever, she was already troubled. She she is like not a normal person. She's quite mentally unstable. So I guess it's normal that she ended up in service of some Daedric Prince. But what happens if you kill her in Morrowind? Doesn't matter. How <laughs> how does she show up in Court of Bedlam in Somerset? Apparently the story goes that it it like because I stab her, she's laying on the ground, but apparently she's not dead yet, right? But she looks dead, and you're allowed to make the choice. But when you say you're going to kill her, I thought I stabbed him, but apparently I didn't. She said, I'll take care of it, and you. she leaves the room. And then she's all mad at uh, you. Remember I said how Nari was all mad at you and didn't want to talk to yeah, you anymore yeah. and things of that nature uh, because I chose to kill her? Um. It's it's interesting to say the least, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I started finding notes from Vea when I was exploring the island. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. this is amazing, seeing these different notes oh. and whatnot. Yeah, you can find like I four or five different that. notes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna try to change my audio again, just real quick, to see if I was able to fix the echo issue. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. I see College Kid in chat says, if you save Veya, Naru sends her to Somerset in a scene at the Vivek City docks after the quest completion. Okay, because I'll tell you, if you don't, you go visit her in um, in the one pub or whatever, or the uh, the Morig Tong safe house, and she mm-hmm. is just pissed. She's drinking herself to high heaven, doesn't really want to talk to you. Yeah, she's... She's quite angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you hear me, by the way, at the moment? I can hear you, yes. But I also hear myself. So. Okay, I guess not. I guess that doesn't work. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to try one more thing. What about now? Can you hear me right now? I can hear you still, but I can hear myself. Okay. Ah. Uh, yeah. How is this? Okay, I'm just going to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but I do hear myself. So that's that's kind of funny. Yeah, we can, we we can try to. Uh, we'll we'll good... have to figure it out yeah, as we yeah. go. I don't I don't know why, um, it is the way uh, that I, it I'm is. I'm using a virtual mixer called Voice Meter Banana, and there's like a bunch of virtual cables and everything. Mm-hmm. It allows me to do post processing and increase the quality of my audio. Do a lot of like, you know, clearing and everything like that. Sometimes the voices mm-hmm. loop on, but I have no idea how it affects you to hear yourself when my microphone isn't getting any feedback from at least what I can see in the software. So I don't know. We can we can figure. I it out know we're gonna have show, to play with that one, try to figure it out. I have no idea, but yeah. No. My son at just turned on know. my uh, Xbox controller on my, for my computer because I use it for Dark Souls. So I heard it go doot 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 doot. <laughs> So if anyone hears that on the podcast, that's what it was. Um, so yeah, we we're we are introduced to essentially two. No, that's right. We kill the. Uh, I can't remember what title it is, but essentially the leader of the Clavicus Vile faction of the Court of Bedlam. Uh, 
What are they the, called? The one in... What was the city? Hold on. There's like a town that is sinking, right? Yes. With a, with a huge sinkhole. What was the name that's of that town? That's Corrid Waste. Um, I don't know if that's where we kill the guy or not, but... Uh, Relenthil. Relenthil. Relenthil isn't where we're... What? Yeah. It was, it was Relenthil. It was the... Wasn't he the son of, like, the governor of Relenthil? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't Relentil. And we actually I I I didn't place uh Aldmeri Dominion. My son's like get in the water because he's watching me play and he wants me to run <laughs> through the water. So that's what we're doing right now. Well you better run through the water. I'm running yeah. through the water, yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. You're happy? So that's good. <laughs> um but yeah, you, you get rid of him. Because he was whatever, but then you're also introduced to two other characters, which I thought was neat, specifically because one of them, the, um, I don't know, I, I what is their title? Archcan? No, Archcan. Uh, Duke? 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 No. Is it Duke? We're going to call him Dukes for now. The Duke of um, the Minfala. Something like that. Is it Minfala or no Nocturnal? Uh, the Sigic Order one was Mephala. The guy, the guy, the husband of that uh, Sigic Order woman, that's Mephala. Okay. Veya is nocturnal. And then the son of Rel governor of Relentil was Clavicus Wild. Gotcha. And actually, before we move on to other ones, like um, the son of governor of Relentil wasn't really an important. He, he got wasted pretty quickly in the storyline. Right. But that made that exact storyline made me respect Razumdar so much because I had never done Aldmeri Dominion questline so I don't know about anything about Razumdar except that you really love him oh, but I never I do love saw Razumdar. the reason why because he's awesome yeah apparently he is awesome because uh, so we figure out the son of governor of Relentil basically the noble person is actually working for Clavicus Weil in the court of Bedlam right? right and he's actually under Relentil in a sinkhole, like in a cave, they are working with this uh, these slows, and it will cause the entire Relentil to sink and basically get destroyed. So we figure this out, and we confront both the governor and his son in the same room, and Razumdar is there as well. And normally in situations like this, we are given an option, and the NPC, main NPC character asks us, like, should I kill him or should I bring him to justice? Like, what should I do? We are usually given this option to pick. And I'm waiting for this option, right? I'm waiting for Razumdar to ask me, like, what should I do? He doesn't. He takes the swords out, and he just stabs the dude right there. And I'm like, okay, this is odd. And then Razumdar just goes, like, the, um, you know, treason to the queen is basically just not acceptable. So there is not even a question whether if you should bring the guy to justice or not. Razumdar just straight up stabs the guy. Right. And I'm like, I like this cat. He is I good. like this guy. He's good, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't care about being loyal to the queen, but being loyal to your mission and just going, okay, treason is not acceptable, that's honorable, and the guy deserved it. And I loved that there was no choice this time, and Razumdar just took initiative and stabbed the guy in finished though it, it i love that moment i've been waiting to talk about this since since you know we decided we, we will talk about the somerset story right right 
Are you having fun down there? <laughs> um, I'm trying to find out where we were in the... Um, oh, there we go. My son actually turned on my Xbox controller, which I didn't think was a big deal, except it was a big deal because then I lost control of the character on the streams. So I had to log out and back <laughs> in because for whatever reason it took over. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, not a big deal. We're here. Um, so we do get to meet those two characters. Vea is... Minfa or uh is it nocturnal yeah nocturnal nocturnal yeah so she kind of went the opposite way since when she was part of the morig tong they're more mm -hmm. of a minfala cult essentially yeah. that's like their originating patron or whatever oh you're moving over there now <laughs> um hey go with your mama you're gonna go get clothes and go outside Go ahead. Go get some clothes and go outside. You're going to sit right there? Really? Okay. <laughs> um, you still there, Ark? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was listening to your conversation with you. Oh, yep. Nope. He's just, just waiting for you. He's just sitting <laughs> down there. Like, I'm just going to sit on my little chair right next to you. Give me a smile. All right. <laughs> Good thing you're cute, son. What are you doing? Anyway, so the Court of Bedlam, they're stealing essentially the heart of transparent law, which is the governing crystal from the crystal tower itself is what gives it all of its power in the first place. Um, and it, I will say the model for uh, Nocturnal we've seen already. Clavicus Vile was interesting, uh, but nothing really beats Minfala's model. Did you oh, see that? Yeah. Yep. It was in, in, so in good. Yeah. I mean, Clavicus Wild is an ugly little Daedric Prince. I, there, there isn't much to him. Nocturnal is also pretty humanoid, so like it's not nothing to be really impressed at. But Mephala, in the game, and she comes on, like, her avatar is all glowing red and everything like that with spider. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see. That was actually... I think I took a bunch of screenshots of that just because I was so impressed with the actual <laughs> model of yeah. Minfala. Um, but, so they go to try to steal the Heart of Transparent Law. And it, again, this revolves a lot around the idea of the Sigic Order. The right master, Ikesis, apparently hid it, um, but couldn't yeah. remember. So that, you know, we have that whole amnesia level. And mm -hmm. um, I'm hearing my son cries. We're going upstairs and I'm losing track on exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, are you talking about the when we enter the Slot's mind? Yes. Yes. That, that part was... That world building, oh, it was beautiful. It was out of Tamriel, that's for sure. Like, and the fact that they use a theme around like basically neural mapping like you could actually see in the sky a bunch of neuron collections firing up like the electrical arrays and everything like mm -hmm. that like neurons firing and it actually gave that vr in someone's mind idea in a fantasy way like high fantasy way very good and i loved that part i got a bunch of screenshots like i didn't take much of screenshots from mefala but i took a lot of screenshots from from that area in 
Slaughter's mind. Right. Also, I love that twist there as well. Like, uh, as you said, Rightmaster not being able to remember where he hid it, him thinking that he killed the Slaughter, but actually just got his memories altered by the Slaughter into thinking that he beat them and everything like that, a like bunch of stuff. And then even while being affected by the spell, he manages to hide his own thoughts and hides the um, the heart. What was the name? Heart of Transparent Law. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. It, it was a beautiful storyline. That's what you like. That and whole amnesia and uh, right master versus slot part. I love that uh, section. Yeah, and of course, right around this time when we go to the Tower of the Sapiarchs as we're making our way around. Obviously, we need to get to the Crystal Tower, but in order to do so, you need two members from the College of Sapiarchs. Only two of them are entrusted to actually open the Crystal Tower. And it's neat because essentially what happens is while you're there, Minfala is around, right? She's kind of showing her webs and she's a spider person, so that makes sense. But you actually, this is the first time you get to see the Golden Knight who he starts showing up. Um, mm -hmm. And he's being chased, obviously, by Minfala, uh, Minfalia, and you have to try to protect him. But he kind of like is always running away. Whenever she tries to block your path, he shows up with Dawnbreaker and like bursts the webs down, which is pretty neat. And I know when I first saw the Golden Knight and heard the voice, I'm like, oh, I knew who that was right away. Like because they were teasing it for so long. Um, but I knew it was Darian. And then of course you actually get to rescue Darian because he does get captured by Minfala and brought yeah. into her realm, her Daedric realm of. Um, what is the name of her Daedric realm now? Sken something or another? Essentially, I it's a giant spider area. If you've ever played uh, Dungeons and Dragons, it really does look like the Underdark um, in the Forgotten Realm series. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's neat in that level. I like it was really cool. You had to actually save him, protect him, and then of course he's showing up. But I'm confused how they did him because apparently he's the. He's her chosen champion, but the way he yeah. talks is he doesn't really remember his past life, or the way she talks about him is that he doesn't actually exist, and that even when you met him, he wasn't a person. He was always her champion. So they kind of did this weird, he's not a human champion. He's a uh, like an Adric champion of some kind, so he's not really human, and it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Like, I don't... Um, from what I understood, you know how, like, in main story, in Cold Harbor, when the final explosion happens, like, uh, Meridia is shielding us from all the explosions, and yep. you know, uh, we do the final explosion using the Meridia's light, and King Lalorian, Dylan, whatever his name is... The last is, alien, yep. <laughs> yeah, he is injured laying on the ground. We are back at Meridia's chapel... And Darian uh, Gutier is missing. Yep. He, he, we, we all assume he's just dead. Like he, he got blasted into his atoms and he's gone. From what I understood, Meridia, you know how she grabbed our soul before it like disappeared while all the souls from Cold Harbor was being released. Right. From what I understood, Meridia did the same for Darian Gutier. Like before his soul or himself got disappeared out of um Cold Harbor, she snatched her soul, or she, she snatched his soul into the colored, what was the colored the rooms? Realm. Yep. 
yeah, the there, uh, same as ours. And then she was like, yep, I saved you, so you are now going to work for me. You know from Skyrim how compelling she is with that. She just blasts you into sky, and you basically have to <laughs> become her champion now, otherwise you are going to take a full free fall. True. Uh, she did something like that for Gutierre, and he is now like champion of... Maybe. Okay, that makes sense. That's a... how I understood it. Okay, it makes a little bit more sense in that regard because I'm sitting there going, like, I guess if she just kind of put his soul back into the body, maybe there is a little bit of that amnesia thing going on because his mm-hmm. his real body would have been destroyed. It makes more yeah. sense. It does make also, more like, sense. Also, like, he doesn't really have amnesia. He just, to me, sounds a bit more confused. So when I started Somerset Story, I haven't done main story with this character yet on European Mega Server. Okay. I haven't completed it. So Darian Gutierre never died, and we haven't, we never went through the events of those in Cold Harbor, right? Right. So when I met Darian Gutierre in Somerset, and when we save him from Mephala's realm and go back to um, Arteum, I speak to him, and he's like, "Oh, thank you for saving me, whatever, whatever," and he doesn't know who I am because those events never happened with okay. this character. So you haven't. They don't know each other. Yeah. Now he does talk to you differently if you've done exactly. it. Like I've done it on my I, character. I actually stopped doing the quest line and went back, finished the main story, came back and talked with him again. And then I had those, um, oh, hey, I, you remember how we did this and that? Oh, it was amazing yeah. dialogue Can you, unlocked after that. Do you know who I am kind of stuff? Like were we friends before? Like that, but he definitely sounded confused. So I'm not yeah. really sure what the idea was behind him being that way. Because um, my I- theory is that the time obviously doesn't flow as the same when you are dead and your soul is flying around getting snatched by Meridia. So it is possible while we spent in the in-game time, let's say one year, because I don't know how the time progresses in Elder Scrolls Online, but yep. let's say with the between the events of Cold Harbor and Somerset, there is one year. That one year may have been a century for the Golden Knight. It's true. Because he's traveling between the planes of oblivion. He is not even a human, he's not even alive, or I'm not sure how, what it is, but right. maybe it's like it's been a century for him since those events. So he's like, I remember you, but you know, it's yeah, it's been a century. So I don't, I don't know. Right. He does say we should go grab a drink. So I guess he remembers enough that at least he still retained his character, you know, his his personality. So that part I really loved. Even as a Golden Knight, he was still that um, cocky Darien Gutierrez. Right, right. And that's who I really loved about him. Um, So he actually gets to accompany us a lot through our adventures going Mm -hmm. forward, which I'm really excited about because him and, of course, the the Sigic, uh, the Sigic priest that follows us along as well, Mm -hmm. um, who, you know, she's actually it it, kind of goes into a story of the Duke of uh, Nocturnal's realm or Minfala's Mm -hmm. realm is actually her husband or ex-husband, I guess. So you have that little bit of a story going on there because once you finally that capture him, cool story as well. it was interesting. I w- Let's talk about that a little bit. I know we're kind of breaking the, the linear side of this, but we're going to talk about yeah. it a little bit because I feel like 
there wasn't really a satisfying ending to that story is I'm actually sort of satisfied. <clears throat> really? Like, I love how it progressed as well. At first you we think that the guy is straight up evil, right? Because he is um he's serving Mephala, the Daedric prince. But then we learn that um you know, they lost their kid, yeah. their daughter yeah. with the with uh as a wife husband and even with all the might of Sigic Order, they weren't able to help her. Right. right. So that, that that has to be devastating. You are one of the most powerful mages of entire arcane history of Tamriel, and you can't help your daughter from a from a disease. And and I sort of and, feel for him at the same point because mm-hmm. the mother got as she said, when the daughter got sick and it, you realized that she wasn't going to get better, she got so wrapped up in her work as a way of like grief, like mm-hmm. the, dealing with the grief is she just kind of went into her work and she wasn't even there when her daughter died. Like, yeah. And yeah. the father was obviously very upset at this. I mean, I would be too at that point. I know that's how she was dealing with grief, but she just wasn't around for her family and that's why he left. So I actually felt more for the father than I did for, for the mother. Like I actually kind of thought she was a horrible person. (laughs) I really did. Um, I I get that's how she handled grief, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like, like in defense of the mother, um, she doesn't get buried in random psychic order work. She gets buried in, it, like trying to find a way to save her daughter, even to the like last second. He, she, she isn't was that going actually said because it didn't. That's how I understood it. Okay, because that's how I understood it. I because didn't understand it I, that way. I yeah. At, Go ahead. at first, I thought the same as you. Okay, and then there was some dialogue that changed my mind that to, into thinking that she was trying to still find a way to cure her daughter. Okay, but still wasn't there. But she wasn't in not in a way that doing random psychic order research or something. But she was still trying to find something, even though they kind of concluded that okay, this is impossible. It's not going to work. So father is more like he settled down and is like, okay, we cannot fix this, regardless of what we do. So I'm going to be there for my daughter. Yeah. Um, at, at least in the last you know moments. And mother was more like, you know, I'm not going to give up. I'm gonna do my best to try and find a way to fix this until the very end. Mm-hmm. And that is, this is again, like we always talk about how in Elder Scrolls, there is always more than one side. Like no one is truly evil, except I'm obviously excluding some people, but normal, these character with background stories, they are usually not entirely evil or not entirely good. It really depends on their personality and your personality, how you would look at it. Right. And from one perspective, like, Makes sense. No, I, if you can save your, if there is a chance that you might save your daughter, you know, you could risk not being there at the last moments to f- try and find that solution. Mm-hmm. But it also makes sense from father's perspective to not leave her alone in her, you know, final moments. So it's again one of those Elder Scrolls. <laughs> You think there's no well, yeah you're like what is the right answer there's really no right answer yeah just yeah. hope that you pick the less bad answer so 
but he actually does end up dying. He gives himself up when you go into the crystal tower because the crystal tower um, nocturnal essentially betrays everybody. Like let's, she betrays the triumvirate. um, And we actually, it's, it's really neat to see. And then you start working with the other Daedric princes and that's how this guy gets into it because all the other Daedric princes are like, man, that sucks. I was really hoping to be the one that broke <laughs> broke the triumvirate first. But <laughs> Right Master Aikesis actually hid the key of transparent law inside Nocturnal's realm. Um, and at this point, when you go in there to retrieve it, it's, it's neat because <laughs> he dies. <laughs> yeah. The actual leader of the Sigic Order is ripped apart, actually rather brutally, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. That scene was absolutely amazing as well. It was. It was so good. Um, but yeah, he gets completely destroyed, and Nocturnal gets the heart of transparent law and was able to actually enter the Crystal Tower. And that's where you actually start doing the quest... Um, the necessary alliance where you're actually working with Clavicus Vile and uh, and Manfala, Manfala to actually get in to the tower because of course yeah. you go to the Sepiarchs, you try to actually you know do something for the Sepiarchs uh, to save the people who can let you in and they both die. So yeah. <laughs> you have no way of getting into the tower because apparently it takes like a hundred years in order to actually train people on how to open the crystal tower. Well, yeah. Minfala and Clavicus Vile have their own way in, so you're able to actually get into the crystal tower to fight Nocturnal. Um, let's let's talk about the actual very last part of this. Because obviously we're getting near on the end of time and we're really kind of hitting this at this point. Um, the main bad guy, obviously being Nocturnal and her new Duke, which happens to be Vea. Which, again, if you don't do... This is where if you don't do the stories in order, I think like it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Like This Vea person who now who was part of the Morig Tong, who revered Minfala, pretty much after the events of... Um, of of Morrowind, she gives up on the Morig Tong. She gives up on on Minfala and finds a new mistress in Nocturnal. Well, she's now the main bad guy essentially with Nocturnal's backing because yeah. Nocturnal can't manifest in Tamriel. So she's going everything through her Duke uh, Vea, and they're the ones in there trying to control the Crystal Tower. Because if they could control the Crystal Tower, the idea is Minfala would be able to exist in every plane of existence at once, essentially giving her ultimate power at that point. And, oh, it's just, it's really good. So we get into the Crystal Tower and we actually fight our way through. What what did you think of the finale? Uh... It was kind of anticlimactic. Really? For me. Like, that the final battle at the top of the tower. Mm-hmm. Because visually, it was amazing, right? Nocturnal in the back doing stuff with the Heart of Transparent Law. I don't know, whatever she was doing. She was trying to unlock it or something. Yeah. So she's in the back, as, back as you know, as massive as all the Daedric Princes. She's like tower herself, and yeah. she's hovering in the air. 
for whatever reason, she was kind of low resolution to me. Really? That was, that bugged me. I don't know, she felt like there was a filter on her. It, maybe it was just my computer doing weird stuff. Well, but she was kind of like low resolution there with the textures and everything. Well, so that kind of she kind of went into the background essentially, so she was kind of yeah, yeah. semi-transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that was the reason. But the fact that we fought with Vea instead of something more powerful like Nocturnal herself, because I mean, in this game, we fought with Moloch Ball face-to-face. That is that is one of the most epic moments this game could ever offer. Yeah. Now, that was with the help of Amulet of Kings, obviously one of the, I guess, most powerful relics of Elder Scrolls. Yep. And so we can explain that way. But Uweya kept transforming into this weird forms, fighting us, screaming stuff. Mm-hmm. While Nocturnal in the back just... Doing whatever she's doing. Well, I was she like, was I trying to unlock. Her. She was trying to unlock <laughs> the heart of transparent law because yeah, if she yeah, couldn't I was like, merge it and actually mm-hmm. gain full access to the tower, it really yeah. wouldn't have mattered anyway. Yeah. So I was like, I want. I don't want to fight away. I fought more like ball. I don't care. I want to fight her in the back. Right. Uh, the good thing though, like at the end, we start failing. Right. If I remember correctly, we are there. There's there's something wrong. Yep. And then. Dar- Darien Gutierrez jumps into the scene again mm-hmm. with his Dawnbreaker. Wait, wait, was this before? No, again, no, no, this is it because we didn't really touch on it, but there was this little little bit of a where the Dawnbreaker was taken from him and corrupted by Nocturnal, mm-hmm. yeah. so it was actually Vea who was using it. But earlier on our ascent up the tower, we actually repair the Dawnbreaker. Because we get the little shard and repair it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kimundi says they're, they're, it's <laughs> Coutier, it's French. He's probably, how am I supposed to know, Kim? How am I supposed to know? It's a he, difficult name. He actually is Very correct. <laughs> he is correct. It is French. Yeah. So yeah, I know it's French, but I have no idea how to pronounce French words. <laughs> apparently, neither do I. But that's okay. I've yeah. I've apparently been pronouncing my own name wrong for five really? years. Yeah, it's Greek. Uh, it, it's actually uh, was used in the Bible. It means messenger. Um, is what it literally is translated to. But oftentimes, mm-hmm. it's used in terms for uh, angels or divine beings of that nature. And I always play holy warriors. So that's the name I've been using for a very long time. Well, in the Greek translation, it's actually a little bit more guttural. It's Agelos. I do a jealous kind of adds a little bit of that sound to it, but that's apparently incorrect. Uh, because the, the Greek version is a little bit more guttural in its, in its pronunciation. Um, so if I pronounced your name just as a Turkish name, I would have been correct all this time. Actually, probably. <laughs> yes, uh, that is exactly how it's promo- supposed to be pronounced. But <laughs> after five years of mispronouncing it, I pretty much just committed yeah. to the mispronunciation. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't read Greek. Uh, so, of course, that. Mm-hmm. I actually have a Greek Bible, but it has the English translations directly next to it. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like one line, it's Greek, and then one line, it, or, you know, um, <laughs> it's pretty neat. Um, 
I got it for studying purposes, but I don't know why I do that since I don't speak Greek, so the translations yeah. aren't really there. In reality, I really should have done Hebrew, getting into a little bit of theology. I don't know why, but I just feel like saying it right now. Apparently, there's a lot of... Um, how do I want to say this? Greeks take things very literally, which is fine because that's how mm-hmm. I do things. The Hebrew translations don't. They speak in a lot of metaphor. Uh, this is something mm-hmm. that my pastor was telling us, and it, it was interesting because the Hebrew, they use a lot of metaphor for a lot of things, things that they would understand, whereas the Greek translations are read more literally. So when they're using a metaphor to explain a concept idea, the Greek automatically jumps to, oh, this is exactly how it's going to happen. And it's like, no, it's, we're just, we're giving you a metaphor of how, what you would understand because that's how the Hebrews would understand it instead. Yeah. I, I, I have a little bit of an issue with the Hebrew translations only because I don't normally get metaphors. I'm very literal. And I think that comes from, uh, my IT background, as I'm sure you know, Ark, we're, we're very logical and literal. It's like, okay, so you mean this? No, I'm using this to illustrate a concept or, you know, a complex idea. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, you don't. No. <laughs> just, just refusing. I just, no. Then why don't you just tell me the complex idea? Because it'd be easier to understand if I use a metaphor. But not if I look at the metaphor as the exact idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's that's always fun. Anyway, got into language there. I don't even know why we did that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, final battle. We actually do get the battle nocturnal. I, I I thought it was really good, right? Um, but I really feel like there was a misstep, and the misstep was I think it would have been so much cooler if the triumvirate of the court of bedlam actually held together all the way to the end because it was already unprecedented to have the daedric princes working together and i thought it would have been so much cooler had they stayed working together you know what i mean Hmm. because i guess but then here's the thing like how do you win against three daedric princes whose help are you gonna get to make that happen. Well, I mean, let's let's be 100% frank here. Uh, I don't know why he was pigeonholed into this because I also felt like this character didn't really need to be there, but they brought uh, Sothasil back. Like, he's available, oh, and he actually guides you through a lot of it, so why not use um, essentially a divine character? He could have helped you as well because now he has his full power back if you were going to battle all three. You know what I mean? Um, why doesn't he help anyway? He, he, he kind of acts like he simply doesn't care. Like, uh, whatever. Well, he does. And I think that's also kind of the issue, don't you think? Like, why was he even there? Let, I, we have already talked about the end of the story, which obviously mm-hmm. it was really cool. It was awesome to see the top of the Crystal Tower. I still think Somerset was one of the best stories they've done. Um, mm-hmm. The main story, I think, won out in terms of cinematic because, of course, that was what they spent a lot of time working on. There was a lot of instant stuff, so there was a lot of cinematics that were involved in its production. But from a storyline perspective, Somerset was definitely the best outside the original. I still yeah. think the original probably won out for me because it, it definitely felt like it had a little bit more weight to it. Um, mm-hmm. 
because of course maybe your soul being stolen maybe you felt like there was a little bit more to all of this uh and Mm. i don't really care about somerset as much because it's elves so all right but it was still really really good i just feel like they they having one of the daedric princes betray the other daedric princes didn't surprise me when it happened it's like oh yeah all right that you know we kind of saw that coming all the way through uh, even the other daedric princes say it though like we were going to do it as well she just nocturnal just beat us to the betrayal like yeah they were all planning it. well and, and that's just it that's in their nature right so what really attracted me to the story in the first place was the fact that the three of them were working together which is so against their nature and that kind of had me going, wow, this is awesome because the three of them are working together. And then when mm-hmm. they betrayed it, it's like, oh, well, right yeah. back to where we were, right? You know, we had something that I thought was really cool. And then now we don't have anything at all. It's kind of right back to where we were. Oh, we get to work with another Dejic Prince again. Pretty much the <laughs> same story that happened in the Prime one, except for we were working with Meridia, who is more quote-unquote good. I know none of the Daedric princes are either good or bad, but she's arguably the one who you could say from from the human moral perspective is is a good Daedra. Um, Now, that's questionable, and I kind of, I guess... So, College Kid also in chat just uh, asked this. Did you read the final book at the end of the main story? I feel like I must have. Where's it at? The word of the fallen. So, so okay. Let me wrap this up. So, um, Darian, Darian. I'm not gonna say his last name. Yeah. While Kim is in chat. Darian <laughs> Gutierrez. We're gonna say Darian Gutierrez. Yeah. There, I pronounced it for you. Um, good. He basically to restore Dawnbreaker. He kind of sacrifices himself, right? Yep. So he's he's gone again, and they are like, I'm like, oh come on, we, we just, just got, got him back. back. Yeah. We just got him back, and he's he's dead again. Like, don't do it. So I'm, like, upset with that. So all the stuff happens. You kind of prevent Nocturnal from doing her thing, and you go back to the palace of Eleanor to speak with the proxy queen, mm-hmm. who is, honestly, we just saved Somerset. We just saved not so- just Somerset, but entire universe, or rather dimensions upon dimensions. And she is still acting like, you know, high and mighty come on oh yeah no she's a total mess yeah yeah <laughs> uh, that, that annoyed me a lot anyway so when you're uh, you talk with the proxy queen and when you're exiting the palace at right next to the gate there are there are two Altmer guards and one of them is going oh man did you see that like a random book spawned upstairs it was like he it spawned out of thin air he's shocked and he's like, he's panicking, he's shocked. How did this random book spawn in this very well-guarded palace? At first, I thought this was just start of another side quest or something. You know, how some NPCs just repeat the same thing over and over yeah. again until you pick up the quest. I thought this was one of these, but I was intrigued anyway because like a random book spawned magically. I was like, oh, this could be a nice story. So I went up there, and there is a book in one of the benches called Words of the Fallen. It is from Darian Gautier. Have you not read this? I, 
I might have. It's not showing up on my unread do, do, books, so I must have done it. I just do don't remember. Do you want me it. to read it? Yeah, go ahead. It's a two-page thing. Okay. So this this book you find in the second floor of uh, Palinor, uh, Alnor Palace. Never trust the Daedric Prince. If there is anything I learned from all this, that it's an it's in a nutshell. I it's in a nutshell. Well, that's a weird grammar. Anyway. I used to think I had a purpose, a part to play in the grand scheme of things. I suppose I did, sort of. But the way things turned out, it wasn't all the way I imagined. Meridia said I was her vessel. I guess my fate was sealed from the moment she brought me into existence. This is where it's all explained, by the way, like the co your questions about oh. Darien Gauthier and how he came back. Now, here I am, back in the colored rooms. So he didn't die. He... Meridia snatched her back to colored, colored rooms again. Now here I am back in the colored rooms. I thought that when I gave my energy to restore the sword, and I did that for my friend, not for Meridia, I thought that was the end of me. I am back though, but this time is different. My light, it's fading. I can feel the darkness getting closer, pressing in. I expect that once the light goes out, that will be the end. I need to tell you something about Meridia. She is a deceiver. She promised that if I served her, her faithfully, I'd earn my freedom. She never told me that my freedom was just another word for the void. Don't trust her. Don't trust any of the Daedric princes. Not ever. I have found peace, though. Meridia gave me a chance to see the world. And those I care about one last time. To save those I loved, I'm grateful for that at least. I wish I had a chance to say goodbye to everyone, to Scordo, to Gabrielle. Gods, I'll miss them. But most of all... Jürgen Kainsan, which would be your name here, like your character's name. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they'll understand how much they truly meant to me. Perhaps we'll see each other again in another place, another time. I probably won't be the version of myself that's writing these words, though. That me will be gone. I can live with that. I only wish I could have spent more time with everybody, had a few more adventures, ordered those drinks we always talked about. I hope my friends find peace, happiness, and love. They deserve what I could I could never have. If anyone ever finds this book, know that I will never forget those I named herein. And if you'll find them, and I pray that you do, tell them this. Protect the ones you love, hold them close, cherish their every moment. Make them laugh and laugh with them. Smile together and never ever forget that the moments you here have are so very precious. Oh, and tell them not to forget me either. I mean, I'm a legend, as far as I know. <laughs> the polite, handsome, and humble knight, Darien Gautier. Okay. All right. You know, and it was actually funny when you actually say about not trusting them, and I said about being good. The thing I thought about was from the game I hate, Oblivion, and the, mm -hmm. and the Knights of uh, the Nine expansion, where Umariel the Unfettered... <laughs> is actually a champion of Meridia. So she took mm -hmm. this king of the Aliads, who was not really a great person, because most of the Aliads were not great, and kept him. So in Knights of the Nine, you're fighting a champion of Meridia <laughs> um, as, as a major bad guy in the entire mm -hmm. thing. So obviously, just like what happened in this book, some of their motives tend to be a little bit more on the gray side of things. So yeah. interesting. I, I must've read that book cause it's not showing up on my unread books thing. Cause 
that always shows me if I'm missing a book from a quest or anything of that nature uh, so I can go pick it up. But it's not there, so I must have grabbed it. I just don't remember it. I'm glad you read that, though. That was awesome. Yeah. It doesn't even show up as a quest object or anything. You actually have to pay attention to that conversation those guards are having and go looking. Like, if you just ignore that conversation or if your audio is low, for example, and you don't hear it, you just miss it. Well, I'm heading to the palace. I don't know if it stays there, though. Yeah, go, go ahead. I'm going to go just see if it's available <laughs> or if I already picked but, it up. Like when I first read, oh, I got so emotional. Like even when I was reading here, like I, I was getting emotional. I was like, "Don't, don't cry on street." Don't cry on street. <laughs> Darian is one of my favorite characters in this entire thing. I mean, obviously, I like Razumdar, mm -hmm. um, because Razumdar is awesome. But uh, yeah, I really liked Darian as a as a character. Yeah. So seeing him come back was really cool. College Kid says it does stay there, so I'm going to go take a look. Okay. If it's glowing, I probably already have it, or I don't have it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't even think it's glowing or anything. It was just there. You just know? there. Yeah, you take the stairs to the right when you enter the palace. Okay. I'm running up the, the pathway now because I'm really curious. Mm -hmm. um, I wish the slowed so had played a bigger part of this, too. They got... They got kicked out pretty early. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The, again, I mean, it was kind of good in a sense that it showed that they are not Daedric level powerful. I mean, they are powerful, but they're not a Daedric prince after all. Yeah. I guess that was one way of showing that power level between Slodes and the Daedric princes. Well, they, the Slodes were meant to be super powerful. They, they're essentially a giant spell-casting civilization that focuses on a lot of necromatic-type magic. But, hey, <laughs> I hear him. The book just magically appeared in front of you. I know what I saw. I was upstairs yeah. watching the ceremony. I turned around for a moment, and there was just a book. Um, all right, so I took the stairs. Oh, there it is. It's glowing. Words of the Fallen. I apparently did not have this, so that's actually really cool because it didn't show up on my thing, so I actually did not see this when I left. Yeah, they kind of left it as an Easter egg of sorts, I suppose, ah, instead of for everyone to find. That is awesome. I'm so glad that we actually talked about this then because I would have missed that entirely. Mm -hmm. I, I was waiting to talk about like this that this moment when I found this book and read it, was my favorite moment in the in the Somerset storyline because it gave me so many emotions. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. Also like it was it's a very well written speech as well. I did I didn't do it any justice, but like it's it's a very good speech as well at the end. And it kind of reminds me of Doctor Who's uh, one of his reincarnation speeches as well. If anyone watches um eleven no I think either yeah, it's one of the one of the Peter Capaldi speeches. Um, so it was very similar to that as well, like the love everyone and protect those who you love and that, that kind of thing. Right. So yeah, I'm curious. Are you uh, able to get back to the colored rooms? I don't think so. Because I'm heading back to the uh, the cave that you actually see. Just because I know that's where Cadwell sits. He just kind of hangs out there because he's a knight of Meridia too. 
Um, mm, you mean the Harbridge? Yeah, the Harbridge. Mm, I don't. Know. I don't think so. I'm checking. I'm just checking for the. Yeah, moment. I mean, it doesn't look to check. Well, that's pretty much the end of this episode. Um, Somerset oh, definitely. Oh, one, oh, go ahead. One second. Yep. Kimunda says, "Try to talk to Gabrielle in the Gold Coast." I never thought of that. Mm. That could be a very interesting dialogue as well. I wonder if I they should, I should do that. Gave her yeah. any extra dialogue? They probably did. Like the way they, because they specifically mentioned Gabrielle in the book, right? And I, I guess it would be weird if they didn't gave her an extra dialogue. I'm get, I'm gonna do that as well after the. Just, after the just gonna go check, see what's going on. Nice. Yep. Ah, I guess there's not a portal. I thought there was a portal or something in the Harbridge, but I guess not. That's a shame. I really do like the Harbridge as an area, though. Um, I wish uh, there was a reason to come back. Imagine here. being able to get Harbridge as a house. Wouldn't oh, that be great? Only if it came with Cadwell. Oh yeah. <laughs> he would. He would. But still, like. Stay. That would be the perfect one of the perfect houses because basically Harbridge is our house, lore wise. Because, like, look at that. There, there are furniture and at least a little bit, and no yeah. one knows it's there. Yeah, the perfect housing thing. I love it. I do. It's already instanced, so <laughs> it's not extra work. <laughs> this is also true. All right, Ark. Where can people find you? Ooh, people can find me anywhere that it, that is Arkanir, A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. Um, I'm on Twitch streaming regularly, twitch.tv slash Arkanir. I am on Twitter, twitter.com slash Arkanir. You can send me an email at Arkanir at gmail.com. And that is pretty much it. Awesome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore D-C-N. And of course, uh Links to our Discord and everything like that are on the official webpage, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. If you're interested in joining us in-game, we are on the PC North American Mega Server. Uh, our Guild Hands of Fate is, you know, um, we are a PVX guild based on the North American PC Data Center. We have players from all over the world. Uh, and we have scheduled events almost every night uh, in all the areas of the game, including set-up pledge groups, trials, skyshard hunts, and different PvP events. Um, our trials group that runs Saturday nights at 10.30 is still looking for... I think I have it posted in the Discord. I encourage you to check it out there. Um, but I think we're still looking for one full-time healer and, like, two DPS, I think. So if you're interested in doing those... And joining us as we kind of push our way towards vet trials and all that fun stuff, I definitely encourage you to check us out. Or if you just like doing stuff with people, pledges, dungeons, etc., I definitely encourage you to join us. We also do monthly crown store giveaways. Um, by doing events with the guild, you earn participation points that you can use to buy a raffle ticket for our monthly giveaways. So... Get out, do stuff, play the game with other people in our guild, and then have a chance at winning Crown Store giveaway stuff. So definitely check that out, and hopefully we'll see more of you come out and join us. Um, if you're interested in checking out everything else we do, 
You can check that out, dungeoncrawlernetwork.com, with links to all of our social media, including Twitter, fi- uh, <laughs> Twitter Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, um, as well as links to all of our other shows are From the Ashes, our Ashes of Creation show, which records every week, uh, Saga of Leucemia show, uh, Tavern Talk, and, of course, all of our past archive of this show, Tales of Tamriel. Check all that stuff out. And we also have a general MMO gaming show called The Dungeon Crawlers that you can check out as well that records fairly infrequently, but it does record. So definitely give that a follow as well. Uh, if you want to support us, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, or you can subscribe to us here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dungeon crawler network we are actually streaming more regularly i don't want to say regularly yet because it's almost every day but i don't actually have a set schedule i should probably do that but eh maybe we'll this go. is difficult it it is Especially with a family like yeah, yeah i guess yeah it's difficult to do like and I, I hate to commit to a day and then go i can't do it today but in reality we stream almost every night but it's not really a matter of, yes, it's this night. Because sometimes it's like, yeah, no, I don't feel like it. I have family issues or whatever, and I'm taking care of them, so I'm not going to stream tonight. So keep that in mind. But, yeah, definitely give us a follow for when we go live. We've been doing a lot of stuff, doing ESO Battlegrounds. We'll be streaming a lot of that coming up here with the Mid-Year Mayhem. Um, my best buddy got me sucked back into World of Warcraft. So I've been playing that. <laughs> and, of course, I'm doing a playthrough of all the Witcher games. So that's always been a lot of fun as well. Um, if, you could su- if you can't support us there, consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes as that lets people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes they matter. Uh, thank you so much, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone. To Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end
protect us till the end.